what are the odds that the Nets, Celtics are going to sweep the Nets? Because. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it would make me very happy if they just. If they just beat them and just just got out the way, like, hey, we're done. We don't want to do this anymore. The reason I asked if you watched the game was it was hysterical to me that the Celtics fans were louder than the Nets fans in Brooklyn. So we were watching uh, some of the clips and the highlights and stuff after, and that was one of the things that we watched. The fact that the, the chants for the, the Celtics, go Celtics, go, just echoed throughout you know the the arena like it was crazy crazy it's really sad when you're playing on home turf and you're you're you're, the 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 fans in the stands aren't even rooting for you yeah it was hysterical and then um Jalen Jalen Brown well Jason Tatum was at the line it was like MVP and it was boo then it was like MVP it was was it was fantastic and it absolutely made my day like I'm sitting there watching the game, and then come to find out Jalen Brown is also observing Ramadan and fasting, and he's had, like, no, Really? Yeah, I just found this out today. And I know Kyrie's been dealing with the issues, and they're like, oh, well, Kyrie is fasting, and da-da-da. And then come to find out, so fucking Jalen Brown. I'm like, okay. Obviously, they're built differently, but... Right. No, no excuses. No excuses. Oh, and before we get to the show, there's one thing I have to respect about hockey in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. No drug tests. <laughs> Well, you know, and it's uh, speaking of of playoffs being a a completely different type of monster, like hockey playoffs are just electric. They are so electric, and and the players during playoffs. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago when Zdeno Chara still played for the Bruins, he broke his jaw, right? So he was out for what, maybe a game or two. They wired his jaw shut, and he resumed playing. <laughs> like, mean, maniacs. I mean, if you give me all the drugs in the world, you can wire my jaw shut. What's <laughs> 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 going on, everybody? Welcome to the Old Man Wade Show. I am your host, the God of Stubborn, the Lord of Laughter, Old Man Wade. And that sultry giggle that you hear, the uh, talking about the sports balls and the hockey pucks, we have... The, I'm going to get it right this time, the Michael Phelps of Merlot, Ashes Ball Nightmare. Oh, I'm really excited to be on this episode. So, I didn't know what, I needed an episode for next week. And a couple people, I wasn't sure if they were going to be able to do the episode, and somehow I think they are. But it's, you know how life gets in the way. And I said to myself, let me see if Ashes wants to record. And I forget what I was watching or what I was doing, but the topic of Twilight came up, and I was like, you know what? That's what we're doing today. This is going to be a very... We're not going to start with Twilight, but we are going to end with... Um, it's going to end up coming into Twilight, but... I I, <laughs> I can't wait to get into this. Just hold on tight, Spider Monkeys, because this episode's <laughs> going to get sparkly. 
All right. Um, there we go. <laughs> the title right off the bat. Uh, what is it? Hold on to hold on to your tight spider monkeys. Spider monkeys. <laughs> oh man. So before we get into that, there's a couple of things that happened that I wanted to discuss. And first off, since we were on the topic of sports. I really, really want to tell people to stop fucking around when you go to the arena. You're going to get yourself hurt. Yes, yes. Not only is it disrespectful to the other fans around you trying to enjoy themselves, they paid this money. And if you've ever been to, especially a professional sports game, like, it can be really fucking expensive. So not only is it disrespectful to those around you, but it's disrespectful to the players. Yes. So it's funny, there's an unwritten rule in wrestling that, if, and people have tried this and gotten stomped out, but if you run into the ring, you have now been considered a threat and a participant, so you will get stomped the fuck out. It's, oh. ha it's happened more than a few times. One time I remember, and wrestling fans probably can uh, recollect this, it was Eddie Guerrero versus, I want to say, Christian. And a fan ran the ring and pushed the ladder. And at first, I'm like, oh, who's this? And then Eddie just turns around and starts stomping this dude mercilessly as security dragged him back out. And I went, oh, that was just an idiot fan. There was also a clip. Uh, this was years ago. Triple H still had hair. It was Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Were oh, so that was a while ago. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> And Stone Cold was talking about it, and someone ran in the ring after Stone Cold won and started stomping Stone Cold. Triple H had just lost, so he's supposed to be sitting there laid out, you know. Guy got in and jumped on Stone Cold Steve Austin. Triple H just popped up, grabbed him, picked him up, and slammed him. And the ref started stomping the dude. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. So when they took him out, Stone Cold um, was talking about how they asked him, like, you know, did you go back out and tune him up? He goes, no, I sat down and had a talk with him and told him that what he did wasn't okay. <laughs> but imagine, like, who was it? Last year, someone threw a uh, water ball at Kyrie. Now, I don't like Kyrie, but cut it the fuck out. Um, someone tried to run up on the court with Dwight Howard when he was, I think he was in Philly. And then most recently, PETA was, I'm actually going to bring the article up because we were actually talking about it on one of our, um, one of our group threads. So apparently this dude, Glenn Taylor, roasts animals alive. And I guess this is a thing. So uh, uh, billionaire Glenn Taylor, who owns the Minnesota Timberwolves and Factory Farming Company, Ram Brand Enterprises, to donate all avian food. Oh, wait, that's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, but I guess that's just a thing. And, I, and PETA had this whole thing where they were running on the court. One person tried to chain themselves to something with a shirt that says Glenn Taylor roasts animals alive. Another person tried to super glue themselves to the floor. Someone else tried to run up on the floor yesterday on the court. And I'm like, y'all are going to really hurt yourselves or someone else is going to get really hurt. And then what happens then? I, like, oh, I'm going to sue Carl Anthony Towns because he ran me over while I was on the court. Like, no, motherfucker, you weren't even supposed to be there. Right. And when it comes to basketball, like, I feel like because of the way everything's set up, the players are so much more accessible than they are mm. in any other sport. And, like, that's scary. 
Yeah. That's scary. Now, I have my issues with PETA anyways. I'm a veggie source. I'm all for animal rights and stuff. But I feel like the way that they go about things is I understand what they're trying to do, but they do it in a in a in a very incorrect way we'll say that you know they try to use these really like harsh and strange and in your face tactics to get their point across and there are there are better ways to do that but i mean when it comes to putting not only you know the fan safety but the player safety at risk you know like what are you supposed to do yeah and what's make what's even more disgusting about it is it's it hurts other people who are legitimate protesters the people who don't take things to the extreme. And like, as much as I have, I may have issues with Christianity because of the, the nonsense that they've done, but like, I have a lot of Christian friends who give me hope that there isn't, everyone isn't like this, you know what I mean? And it's unfortunate. What? I said, what happened to streaking? What happened to streaking in sports? Let's get back to that. Let's get back to the streakers. But the stre- with, the, with, with the protesting, you know, the, the, the Logans, the slogans, whatever, uh, painted on them. Let's get back to that. But the people who streak are never the people you want to see streaking. Like, it's never like Chris Evans running across, like, the field streaking. I mean, this is true. This is true. But, you know, I mean, sometimes you take what you can get. (sighs) Nah, I have the internet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm cool. So, uh, next up we have the, um, so we talked about that. I also wanted to discuss the disrespect that uh, sex workers get. And I kind of feel that I should just let you leave this topic, specifically because I feel like you have a more educated response to um, to this. So, it's kind of, uh, I love that you brought this up. Um, back in college, I took a, a, a speech course Um just as an elective, I, I, you know, needed the credits and stuff to graduate. I ended up taking two semesters of, of speech courses. And I mean, which, I mean, who knew I would become a podcaster? But anyways, um, one of the speeches that I gave in class, and I had the whole PowerPoint presentation and stuff to go with it, was why we should legalize, universally legalize prostitution. And that is a hill that I will die on because, you know, legalize it, tax the hell out of it, make consent, you know, contracts, make it safer for everyone involved. You know, I I think that, uh, I mean, we all know that prostitution is the oldest profession. So the fact that we still have this really archaic, idea when it comes to what you know sex work is and you know the fact that a lot of people are still against it and what's really funny is most of the people who are against it are secretly for it because they're utilizing those services behind closed doors absolutely but i think that you know it's really important to create a safe environment for everyone involved you hear these horror stories of, you know, these women, these men, you know, these sex workers uh, being used, abused, murdered. And if it was fully legal, if every facet of sex work was fully legal and safe and there was a paper trail of consent and everything else, you know, if it wasn't so underground, we wouldn't be having all of these issues. Yeah, it's all, it's... 
like you said, it, it's it's the oldest profession there, and it's, it's almost like when people were bootlegging, like it was a lot more dangerous for people who were drinking the alcohol that was being bootlegged yeah. and people distributing things like that. And like you said, tax the hell out of it. And then if you, you know, I was talking to uh, Valkyrie about this yesterday. We were discussing because I believe the adult video awards are canceling live performances and giving that money to sex workers. Um, I heard Asa Akira talking about that, and so Valkyrie brought the fact that not only, like you said, is it the oldest profession, but things like this could be helpful for people. And she was talking about um, sex education for people who can't or uh, are too uncomfortable to get laid. Being able to pay for the services can help them. For people who have like anxiety with sex, they can have a sex worker who can help them get over said anxiety or things like this. But people aren't seeing that. All they're seeing is, and, I'm, it's, and it's funny because I don't even think people really care about male prostitutes. I really do think it's another sexist thing where it's women shouldn't be able to do this because, like, you know, who are they to actually be able to do what they want with their body? And I think that's what the part that comes with it. And I think a lot of it stems from the fact that we do not have proper sex education in our schools. So people grow up with this really weird misconception of what it is. And, you know, and then you, sometimes you bring religion into it and you can bring other aspects into it as well. And then it just gets really convoluted. But, you know, at the, at the, you know, at the, at the heart of it, like what it really comes down to is miseducation. Yeah. And people not being, A, open about their needs or realizing that they can be open about their needs. You know, I kind of love what this younger generation is doing. They're kind of creating these conversations. They're talking about, you know, their, their sexual needs, their desires. They're willing to experiment and really stressing the concept of consent. And yes. I think it's absolutely fabulous. And, you know, I think that uh, everyone should experiment within the confines of what you, you, what you are comfortable with. And if you have a partner, you should talk to your partner about these things. But like you said, you know, sex work isn't necessarily always, doesn't necessarily always involve the act of sex. Sometimes it's somebody educating you or somebody you know, to talk to you about, you know, what your needs are. And helping you realize what your needs are and giving you, uh, helping you find your voice when it comes to that. Sometimes it's just helping you gain the confidence to voice what you want. Yeah. And that's, and, that, and again, like it always comes down to, and not even is it just like the education of it. The education, it should be the first step. That should be the very first step. Oh, absolutely. And I think that one of the, one of the many things that I think aren't, that isn't told is when it comes to sex, I think the first thing they should be teaching is consent. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, like the, oh, she wanted it. No. Like, you know what I mean? The, there, there are spaces, um, there are safe words, and there are things that go into that. And there, there are rules that should be established um, on top of that. So when, I say, so when I say pumpkin bomb, that means stop. Like, you know what I mean? Or, or just plain, like, you can... And this is another thing that I've heard a lot, like, oh, well, we were already having sex. And I said, no, I'm like, yeah, so I'm looking to stop mid-sex and be like, stop. And at that point, you hop off and be like, hey. Yes. And that's a common misconception, I think. It's like, well, did you have sex? I'm like, yes, but I told them to stop while we were doing it. 
like, well, but you started. I'm like, yeah, and I can still. That's like, 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 let's equate it to food. If I eat a steak, and the steak's good, but in the middle of it, it's overly salty, and I stop, and I stop eating it, that means at that point, I'm not enjoying said steak anymore, or I'm not comfortable eating, or like, you know what I mean? Or today, for example, I'm um, listening to Redman, blasting it real loud in Valkyrie's car, and I look to my right, and I see two kids, and I'm like, ooh, let me turn this down a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's a respect thing for that. And I'm like, okay, well, so, like, it's... And I think respect for a partner is something that people lose, or isn't, people don't lose, people aren't taught beforehand. Yeah, and I think that um, when it comes to safety and whatnot, the idea of OnlyFans is fantastic. Ain't it, though? You know, um, I hate what happened with the whole, I forget her name, um, you know what I'm talking about, that that celebrity that kind of took everyone for a ride, took their money, and then OnlyFans, like, after that was like, well, we can't really do have this happening anymore, so they capped things off, and, like, they're making it more difficult for content creators on OnlyFans to, to, to get paid and whatnot. Um, yes, yes, that cunt. Um, just terrible terrible thing that she did because there are people especially during the pandemic you know sex workers who are more physical you know um took to only fans to still make money and not only was that you know a great way for them to actually still maintain an income but you know especially in the time of covid to maintain that six feet you know you're you're pretty much you know performing in front of a screen your computer screen yep what have you. And people really got creative with it too, to the point where some people were like, you know what, I don't need to, I don't need to engage in the actual physical part of this anymore because, you know, my online OnlyFans presence is perfectly, you know, giving me the financial income that I'm looking for and it's safer and that's fantastic. But, you know, I think people need to have the options of, of being able to, to do whatever they want to do. I'm trying to find this woman's name. And she's an MMA fighter, uh, Kira Batara. Now, it was funny. She uh, She's an MMA fighter, and she started, she left her boyfriend who was, I guess, like just being like a verbally abusive asshat. And so she started an OnlyFans. And it was funny because she said, through all that, she bought a house via OnlyFans. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? She's selling nudes. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, hey, there's, um, what is her name? Honey Gold. She stopped doing porn, but she's still doing um, OnlyFans. She's funding herself. She's doing... And then what's even funnier about that is now you have people who are more comfortable with their um, their physical body, and they're really just doing Twitch in their lingerie. Right, and fucking own that shit. Own that shit. Like, if you can... You, like anybody, there's an audience for yep. everything. Absolutely. Like, I seriously, for a moment, thought about starting an OnlyFans where it just involved me sitting in a bathrobe, drinking a glass of wine, and throwing shade at you and charging by, like, the half hour. You could literally actually do that. Right? Right? And it's funny because... Mistress you Ashes. Like, that's... Yeah. That, that, that would have been my whole thing. Yes. A hundred dollars. A hundred dollars. Like, that's what yep. it is. You don't like the price? Yep. Don't fucking sign up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing too. You know, with the whole legalizing all sex work, 
making it consent, it gives the sex workers the freedom to really create their own prices. Yeah. And that, and you know? Like, like, how great is that? It, and again, let's bring it back to legalizing uh, prostitution. The first thing I thought, the first thing that popped in my head was safety. Um, I'm secure. I'm a security officer. So, and when people see me, they're usually just like, oh, what the fuck are you bringing him in here for? So there's an intimidation thing. So if you're walking in there and you see enough guys who are basically like, you're not going to do this, you're not going to fuck around and do this shit here, then they won't. It adds an extra layer of safety to said um, worker. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it it, it will pro- not only would it make the, the professionals more comfortable, it'll make the patrons more comfortable. Yep. So when you have somebody in there, and then like and you, you talk about sex education, imagine someone who just has like sex anxiety, and they're like, well, I don't know how to do this, and I don't know how to do that. But, and someone's like, well, let me just guide you through it. Man, woman, like, you know what I mean? They, them, like, and you're just in a situation where it's like, well, I don't know how to do this. Well, here's a book of our professionals who specialize in X, Y, Z, and A, B, C. Like, you know what I mean? It's, and again, like, it's, again, tax the shit out of it. People will pay for that. And then if you put it in a place, then you make it normal. So now you don't have to do this in hiding. You don't have to do this. You can do this just, like, obviously, there, you don't want to, you may not want to have it next to a school. But, like, you have a, a specific zone for it. Just like you can't have, I'm pretty sure there are other things you can't have within, like, a school zone. So you put this, put this place in, a, in, a, um, in an area where it's comfortable for everybody. And you don't have an issue. The rate of people who get who get abused or go down. The rate of people who are embarrassed or confused goes down. And I'm pretty sure when this happens, rates probably go down. Well, and that that's another thing too. You know, you legalize all of this. You create this safety net. You know, so um, sex workers are more comfortable reporting things. You know, unconsensual acts that happened against them more people will come forward and feel more comfortable just in general reporting unconsensual acts against them. Yes. And that's, and again, like the idea that people just don't, they can't really, they're embarrassed to say that they were sexually assaulted or someone made them feel uncomfortable. Like, you know what I mean? And like, I tell people all the time, like if I say like, um, I made a joke to somebody and we were all having this one big conversation, everyone's laughing and joking, and I made it a point to be like, hey, I didn't make anything uncomfortable or weird or anything like that, just because I don't want someone to feel a certain way about that. I don't want them to be uncomfortable about it. I want to be as respectful as possible. And now, thankfully, they said no, and our relationship has, has still been great. But how had they not been comfortable enough to me with me, that could have been an awkward conversation. It could have been an awkward moment for them. Like, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. even though it was... The intentions were 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 right, and I and I felt in um this the atmosphere was the right place for it. I still feel the need to make sure that it's still comfortable. Um, the person's still comfortable having this conversation. Or uh, I'll just I'll step back. I'm like, hey, y'all have this conversation. You don't want me in it. I'm out. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Right. I'm cool with that. But yeah, like this is definitely something that needs to it needs to happen. I have no idea why it doesn't happen. It's I'm free- because it's still taboo. 
which is such bullshit, you know, uh, but I think the fact that I think we are headed in the right direction, like, you know, with the creation of OnlyFans, with more people being vocal about consent just in general, um, and with the increased promotion of safe sex as well, yes. you know, um, I know that the AIDS epidemic in the, the 80s and 90s was all was a whole thing that put a damper on the, the sexual revolution that was happening. Um, but now we have, I believe it's called PrEP, and there are other pills too, which you can take. I mean, HIV is no longer the death sentence that it once was, you know, and science is amazing when it comes to that kind of stuff. You know, but there are pills that you can take. So, you know, if you find yourself in a situation you know, it, you don't have to be as as scared. Yes. To be as free as you want to be. Yeah, but it all comes. It all comes to education. It all comes to getting away from your biases and things like that. Like I know I'm biased about things. The tagline for this show is "I'm happy in my hypocrisy" because I know there are going to be things that I'm hypocritical about. But that's just life. Everything stems from the goddamn fucking patriarchy. Like fuck the patriarchy so much. Yeah, I just I'm I'm cool. Just everyone, just live your fucking life, man. Just like like it. What I don't get about it is, it's like why does it fucking matter at all? Like you know what I mean? What, it doesn't. <laughs> and it cracks me up that it's a situation like we were talking about. Me and Valkyrie were talking about abortion yesterday, and we were discussing not abortion. Abortion came up, but I was telling her about a conversation I had with somebody I was interviewing last week about when. I found out, I want to say, I'm, I was in my 20s, this much I know, when I found out that Planned Parenthood isn't just for abortion. Planned Parenthood does a lot of amazing things, but all you hear is they do a, all they do is abortions because that's the, the way to get people either upset or add the controversy to it. Like finding out that they, they, give, they give out condoms, they have education about uh, birth control, and things of that nature. And it's just like, why aren't we hearing more about that and all we're hearing about is just the abortion side of it? Right. Planned Parenthood is, uh, it's not just for women. It's for its for all genders or non-binary, whatever you identify as. It's for everyone. Uh, so my sister's disabled. And within the disabled community, um, sometimes their access to health care can be a little bit dodgy. A lot of disabled people rely on Planned Parenthood because they give them free services. So people on disability, they're on a fixed income, they can't really afford to do certain things, have certain medical procedures, and sometimes you know, going through Medicare, Medicaid, what have you, um, waiting to see a doctor for certain things, having to jump through all the hoops and do all the paperwork and stuff. Like, it takes more time and it does more harm than good. So a lot of these, you know, people in the disabled community go to pan, utilize Planned Parenthood uh, because they can get at least, you know, basic physicals. Um, you know, they can at least get looked at. They can kind of get, you know, not necessarily a diagnosis, but kind of like a ballpark of what's going on. They can at least have a better idea as to what's going on with their bodies while they wait for the government to allow them to, you know, have this doctor's appointment. Yeah. And, and oh, don't get me started on the, on the health care in this fucking country. Oh, it, it, universal health care. It needs to happen. <laughs> End of story. The fact that, like, I have friends who are still waiting to see psychiatrists and therapists. The fact that I have friends who um, can't get certain medicine or it costs them an arm and a leg 
because of that. Like, think Odin, mm-hmm. like, we have the media, like, my insurance allows me to have flexible spending. Because otherwise, we'd be coming right out of pocket from for all of me and Valkyrie's medications, and that shit would be ass. It's expe- it gets expensive. Like, I'm asthmatic, and some of my asthma medications are just, it's, it's ridiculous how much they cost, and I have insurance. Yeah. You know, so the, the amount that I have to pay out of my own pocket, and insurance still covers part of it, it's, it's, and, you know, the fact that I pay for insurance and can't afford to use it half the time because of deductibles and whatnot, like, it's absolute bullshit, the yeah. fact that healthcare in this country is a business and not a human rights service. Yeah. Like, why is, <laughs> why is being alive a... It's, it's like that's supposed to be. Why is that a why is that why is that a privilege and not a right? That it's it's the, the shit that be here. I didn't ask to be born. The least you can do is give me some goddamn free health care. Oh my god! And then um, to the subject of abortions, you can't get an abortion in some states. It's illegal. However, yes. they want you to have the kid that you didn't necessarily want, or like you know whether it be um, accidental, whether it be rape, whether it be incest, and this is a child that you don't want, or this is a child that you know you're bringing into a bad situation, but you want, they want you to have this kid, but once the kid's born, they don't give a fuck about the kid. Well, no, they, they, they claim that they're pro-life versus pro-choice, but really if they were pro-life, they would be, you know, pro-health care, pro-better uh, foster and adoption system in the U.S., Pro uh, better education system in the U.S. as far as public education goes. You know there are, there are so many things like underlying things, but they decide to you know just stick with this one thing. Well, we're pro life. We believe that you should have the baby, but you know fuck what happens to that child like after the fact. There's a George Carlin point I was looking up. He goes, "They don't want to hear from you. No nothing. No ne- no natal care. No daycare. No Head Start. No school lunch. No food stamps. No welfare. No nothing. If you're pre-born, you're fine. If you're preschool, you're fucked." Right, and and not even getting into the fact of how expensive it can be. Oh my God, to have is, a child in this country. Like daycare is rent. <laughs> Yes, yes, and like you know, not and, and it is it's expensive before the child is even born. All of these doctor's appointments and vitamins and everything you know that you need to do for self care for you know trying to preserve this child and there's just there's just so much bullshit to it. And you know if you want to go through that, if you want to have a child, that should be your prerogative. That's again going back to consent. You know, you consent to have that child take up space in your body. You know, if you don't consent for that child to be there, you should have the opportunity to evict that child because it's not even a child at that point. It's a fucking fetus. It's a group of cells. It's not a living thing at that point. You should have the opportunity to evict it from your womb. Yeah. Yeah. I I got nothing. I, I firmly believe it's a woman's choice. A woman's choice. I'm glad that me and Valkyrie decided we didn't want kids. Uh, I'm, I'm absolutely cool with that. Um, Kudos to you for taking the steps, yeah. for taking responsibility and taking the steps to have a vasectomy and being so vocal about it, too. I think it's something that, you know, the fact that birth control is solely based on 
a woman and her responsibility is bullshit. And it's dangerous. You know? It's absolutely like yes. the side effects that go into like into birth control are <clears throat> absolutely ridiculous. And that was one of the because and it was funny because I remember when Valkyrie was like, "Oh, um, she was like the uh, the birth control is it really well? Would you be okay being a vasectomy?" I said, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, but I didn't really see what the big deal was. And I know um, one of my best friends had his. He was just like, yo, and like I had, I had a conversation with him, like how to go and da, 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 like you know what I mean. So before I went in, I educated myself on what was it like, how does it go, da 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 da, like you know what I mean. So, but at the end of the day, like if if my options are never have sex with Valkyrie again or get the vasectomy and keep her alive, like that's perfectly fine. By me. Like you know what I mean. We don't like it's just it was a simple solution. And you know, just from a just from a health standpoint. Uh, it is so much more simpler for a man to go out and get a vasectomy than it is for a woman to go out and get a hysterectomy. Yeah. I got a, I got a story for you. I don't want to say it on air, but I'll, I have a story about a friend of mine. Um, but yeah, it's... But again, it's... It is... Live your life. <laughs> yes, be happy live your life. and consent and educate yourself. Yeah. It's it's it honestly it really is just that simple. All right, so we've we've done all the we've done all the seriousness. We we're here for <laughs> we're here for the twilight talk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So let me. So people listening, I don't know if I've said this on the on the show or not, but whatever. I was bored one Friday night. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to watch Twilight. I'm going to watch every single one of them. Why? Why the fuck not? <sighs> <laughs> Let me tell you, listeners. See, that, is a, that is a next level boredom right there. Like, like, you have to be really fucking bored to be like, you know what? Twilight, that's going to happen. Oh, no, this was the game plan. This was absolutely my game plan going into this particular night, that I was going to sit and watch these things. And let me tell you how bad episode one of Star Wars is. Like, not episode four, A New Hope. Episode one is so bad that I sat and watched all five Twilight movies. I got halfway through episode one and quit. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay, that says something, yeah. So... Where were you, and how old were you when you saw the first Twilight movie? <laughs> oh goodness, uh, I'm gonna have to look that up. But I can 2000, tell 2008. you, 2008. Okay, you don't tell me how old you were. Okay. You how old you were but what were your thoughts when you heard they were they were making a movie about this? Um, you know what? Uh, so I was 2008. I was I was in my like super early 20s, like early early 20s. Um. You know what? Like, I wasn't really into Harry Potter at that time. I'm, I'm, I'm a casual Harry Potter fan now, but, uh, um, and I hadn't read the books yet at that point, yeah. but my sister was into it. So my sister's seven years younger than I am. So she was the prime demographic that these films were, were made for. Oh. Um, yeah. So she really early on became a twi hard, uh, hashtag team Edward. Um, <laughs> What the fuck is a Twihard? Uh, a fan of Twilight. Oh, for the love of God. 
Um, so needless to say, um, my, uh, in, I was, I think I was more intrigued than anything else. I was, so I've always, I've been a horror fan for a long time. So I was kind of, uh, interested. I thought, okay, is this like, is this like horror for like the younger generation? I didn't really know what it was. So I was, I, and my sister wanted to go see it. And so I said, fine, I'll, I'll take you to the, to the theater. Like I'll kind of be chaperone and stuff. And that's kind of what I was, you know, being, you know, having that age gap between the two of us. I, I uh, spent a lot of time doing things that I wouldn't necessarily have done in the first place. Um, chaperoning, quote unquote, my sister and her <laughs> friends. So I took them to the movies and uh, it had been, I think it had been out in theaters for a couple of, of months, not weeks, months, but weeks at that point. And the, the theater was like all girls, all teenage girls and their moms. Um, some of their moms had like the Twilight t-shirt, like the mothers, Twilight t-shirts, Team Edward, Team Jacob, the mothers. Um, and I, you know, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm watching it and I'm like, this is like a train wreck and I, I cannot look away. Like I was just, I was mesmerized. I'm like, this is so, this is so bad. This is so bad. It's so good. And I was hooked. So I think I saw the, I've seen all of the films in the theater. I took my sister and her friends. Um, sometimes it was, well, this friend can go this day and this friend can go that day. So I saw some of the films multiple times, taking my sister and her friends. Um, not going to lie, a couple of my girlfriends came um, some of those times. Uh, yeah, we were never really into the whole, like, you know, Team Edward, Team Jacob or whatever, you know, Rocking the paraphernalia, mind you, um, but but I did have an Edward Cullen poster hanging above my bed at one point. Oh come on! <laughs> when I when I met my husband, I had an Edward. I, it, well, it had slowly um, moved from above my bed to behind my door because you know I, I, I not 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 so much embarrassed, but you know I had. I had other things on my walls at that time in my first apartment. Um, yeah, so I, I remember uh, my my husband coming over to my apartment, and we shut the door, and he just kind of looked at it, and he looked at me. He's like, really? <laughs> I mean, that's really all you can say at this point. You had it. You know, you know, and I, I, I do think that that poster is still in my house somewhere. It's not hanging up, but I do think it's rolled up somewhere, like in, in storage. But, but yeah, I mean, it, it, there's just, oh my God, they're so bad. And so I went on to read the books as well and they're not any better. Uh, I would, I would assume that they were not. I would absolutely assume that they are not that they, okay. So let, let me, let me get into this. So I watched <laughs> the first one and I laughed yeah. so old and damn hard. That entire movie it was fucking ridiculous. It, <laughs> okay, well, but let's talk about the casting first. Let's talk about the cat. Can we can we talk about Kristen Stewart? Uh, she she comes up in the game too, but the game we have at the end of this, she comes up. But, okay, uh, Chris, go ahead, Kristen Stewart, be my guest. She was. I mean, uh, could has there ever been a more awkward person on screen ever? Ever. But, but here's the thing: like, she was acting. Like, that, that's as good as it got for her. 
at that point. Can I just say that I really do think that she was the perfect person for this role because I don't think that what the fuck is her name? Um, Bella. Bella Swan. Yes. Bella Swan. Oh my god. I, I don't think that like Bella's supposed to have any emotions. Like I, I couldn't picture someone who can actually act doing this role. Like the narration of I was born here and this is what's going on and blah 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 blah. Yeah, like even in the books, Bella Swan really has no person like a, a saltine has more personality than Bella Swan. <laughs> like a jar of mayonnaise has more personality than Bella, Bella Swan. Like it's she's just She's she's kind of the worst. Kind of? And I, I, well, she's very much really truly the worst. And, you know, she just gets even more and more terrible throughout this, the, the series of films. And I just, and she's just so bad. And then just every, and I couldn't help but laugh at how awkward it was. And Honest Trailers does this thing where they, they go, mm-hmm. the stairs. And I'm like, oh my God. Because I watched that. That was the reason I watched it. Because I watched the honest trailers. And I was like, I need to see if it's really as bad as they made it out. And they really do just sit there and stare at each other. And I'm like, y'all are just padding the time by at least 15 minutes of nothing but stares. And the dialogue is just terrible. Dialogue. Like, she's sitting there. Dialogue. She's like, she's like, I know. I know what you are. And he's like, shit. And she's like... Vampire. <laughs> oh God! So I found. He's like, watch me sparkle in the sun. And, that, and oh, mind you, they didn't sparkle again throughout the rest of the movie. Once, <laughs> once when um he went to was it like the Volturi or something like that because he thought Bella was and this this whole story. Oh my God! Like this whole story, mind you, this story, this series of books was written by Stephanie Meyer, who was a grown-ass woman. Like, you are a grown-ass woman writing all of this bullshit. You know, like, you would expect this to be, like, the diary of, like, a 15-year-old. Um, but, like, the... I think it's in um, New Moon, where he... Leaves Bella because oh I cannot be with you because I am too. Oh no 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 no! We we are doing this movie by movie. Oh, we're doing this movie. Okay, okay, we're doing this movie by movie. So yes, so that is the only time you see him sparkle in the Twilight film. I just that's like the only time it's brought up, and she's like, "You're beautiful." (laughs) He's like, "I am so pale." She's like, "I know." And then like just like I had to leave school. Because I couldn't control myself. Like, you nasty fuck. <laughs> well, like, the, the whole scene when he meets her, like, for the first time, and she enters the, I think it's the biology class, and ends up having to sit next to him and be, like, his, his lab bench partner. And he's, like, trying to, like, stifle the fact that apparently she smells terrible to him or, or yeah. so good to him. Like, she's so, her scent is so tempting or something like that. Like, it's just... It, Hmm. And she's just like nonchalantly like snipping her hair, like, do I smell bad? <laughs> and then the creepy stalking. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. I don't remember if um you see him in her bedroom in the Twilight film. You do. You do. You yeah, do. yeah. Like he doesn't sleep because he's a vampire, so he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to rest or anything. So, like, he's just like skulking in the black of her bedroom watching her sleep that's not creepy at all 
You know who's Kendra? Oh, what the fuck is her name? Um, she was in the Pitch Perfect movies. Um, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick should be ashamed of herself for doing these movies. And then, oh, I love the the shoulder block to the to the um to the truck. And then she's yeah, like, yes, that didn't happen. No, it was the fumes. They confused it. the fumes. He's like, I, it was it was adrenaline. I had an adrenaline rush, and all of a sudden, I was super strong, and I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> So, like he gassed, and then that's when the gaslighting starts. Like he, I mean, he gaslights her throughout this entire series of films, oh but God. that's really when it starts in the first movie, and just proceeds to gaslight her throughout like the entire film. Oh, so then we have the next episode, the next one, and I think is this the one where uh, he tries to kill himself and expose expose. Yes, yes. So I believe that's the one that starts with, like, uh, Bella's birthday. They have a party for her. She cuts herself. Um, Like, it's like a paper cut. And Jasper can't control himself and, like, tries to attack her. Yeah. And they all, like, you know, like, in order, it's funny because, like, in order to save her, like, Edward, like, throws her against a wall into, like, some glass or something yeah. like that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Just yeet her against the wall because that's not going to draw any more blood. And that's, oh. that's totally going to, you know, contain the situation. Um, yeah, and so it's the whole, like, you know, I'm too dangerous for you. My family is too dangerous for you. We cannot be together. I cannot control myself around you. I the, must leave. Was that the baseball episode, too? I mean, the ba- ba- baseball um, movie, the too? Base, okay, baseball actually happened in the first movie. Oh, God. Yeah, like, yeah. They're like, we play baseball during thunderstorms because we make a lot of noise. You don't make that much noise playing a, a fucking baseball, you stupid. <laughs> I will give that film credit though. Some of the soundtrack really slaps hard. Um, New Moon has a song with uh, Lupe Fiasco that I absolutely love called Solar Midnight. Uh, but that's that's about as far as I'm going. I refuse to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. So in the in the second one in New Moon, like he leaves and she just falls into this deep depression because she's a saltine with no personality. So, you know, the only thing that her personality is based upon is her love for this creepy vampire dude that's 180 years old. And, oh, he's my, he's my soul. He's my son. And he left me. And how could this be? And what am I supposed to do with myself? And, okay, side note, fucking Jacob is creepy as fuck. Fuck, by oh, the way. No, we haven't even we are, talked are, about no, him No, yet. no, no, no. We are not talking about that until the third or fourth. What, how, many, how many of these things are there? Oh, so it's the, it's, uh, so it's there's the fourth or the fifth Twilight, one. there's New Moon, there's Eclipse, there's Breaking Dawn parts one and two. So it's Breaking Dawn part two. I know exactly, exactly what you're alluding to. And we will, we, we will discuss that. That is, yeah. I mean, let alone the baby was just oh, scary I, looking. But, but anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But <clears> like. And Jacob quote. Jacob swoops in and starts being like, Hey, Bella, where have you been? 
loca, you know, and she's, she's like, oh, hey, I just, you know, been really depressed because my boyfriend left me, and, like, that's my plot point, so, you know, I, I didn't have a purpose to really be, real reason to be in this movie anymore, and Jacob's like, well, hey, let me give you a, mo- a, a, a purpose, you know, reason to be in this movie, loca, um, and then, like, she does the whole thing where she is trying to, to, it looks like she's trying to find this high and she starts doing all of these really like dangerous stunts and tricks and stuff like riding her motorcycle, like getting a motorcycle and riding it really fast and doing all of these things where it kind of like causes these near death type of things because she wants that adrenaline rush because that's the only thing that's making her feel anything. She is like 17 years old. Okay. Like what the fuck? Fuck, you know, so, but, but that's but that's the only thing that's making her feel anything right now is these adrenaline rushes from these near death experiences, and somehow it gets back to Edward <laughs> that she died, and he's like, well, if she's not living, I don't have a purpose to be here anymore. It's like, dude, you're like 180 years old, you, so like you didn't have a purpose before now, and 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 now you had a purpose, but it's got like what? Seventeen-year-old girl was your purpose. Like, can I just say that if there were le- if there was legal prostitution, he would not have been in love with Bella. Oh no! Oh no! It's, oh no! So, and I also want to I also want to make sure that I read all of these. I didn't read the first Twilight, but I'll do the next one. Edward leaves after an attack that nearly claimed Bella's life, and in her de- in her depression, she falls into yet another difficult relationship. This time with her close friend Jacob Black. I think it's, um, oh, it, it actually might be something that's said in the first one where Edward turns to Bella and says, you're like my own personal brand of heroin. Oh, I have it right <laughs> here. I have it right here. It's the exact, <laughs> exact quote. You're like my own personal brand of heroin. That is the exact quote. I'm looking at the, <laughs> I'm looking at, I'm on BuzzFeed and it has the top 25 best quotes from Twilight. Uh, this is the skin of a killer, Bella. No, it's not. That is not the skin of a killer. <laughs> Of a drag queen, Bella, after a hard Saturday night. It's all glittery. Like, that's not the skin of a killer. Not even a little bit. Like, that's the skin of someone who has not washed off their makeup from the night before, okay? Like, that's what that is. That's not the skin of a killer. But yeah, so so that's what happens in the and then that's when we see him sparkle again in the second one because he's about to like, you know, pretty much commit like vampire suicide and expose himself and Bella tracks him down and saves him because she can't live without him and he can't live without her. And, and oh my so fucking god. Stupid. It is a it is one of the most toxic relationships ever and it's it no, is. you know, it, it might even be more toxic than the Joker and Harley Quinn. I was Maybe. Maybe. I was saying, like, it's definitely on par with that. Yeah, at least Harley actually realized that it's toxic and leaves. They are symbiotically, like, toxic. Like, they, it's, it's fucking yes. awful. Oh, yes. and then the, the creepy, uh, council? Yes, yes, the council, and I think, I, I want to say it's called the Volturi or something like that. Yeah, the vampire council gets involved, and they're all just... Really, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> God, it, like, there. and so, and so now, like, they're involved because they know that she is, and I think that's the premise of the, um, of of Eclipse. 
the third film. Oh, here we go. Is that like as a string of mysterious killings grips Seattle, Bella, whose high school graduation is fast approaching, is forced to choose between her love for vampire Edward and her friendship with werewolf Jacob. Okay, another thing too. Like, why the fuck are they in high school? These vampires. Like, why are they? You're like, you know, I mean, granted, I know some of them were turned. So I think Edward was like 17 when he was turned. So he's, you know, obviously like, he'll be 17 forever. At least he'll, he'll appear to be 17 forever. And I believe like the rest like of the Cullen, the rest of the Cullen clan, they're like pretty young presenting as well. But it's like, why? I forget which one it is, but it's when like, Edward is showing the house to Bella, like, introducing her to everyone. It may be the first Twilight film. Um, and she sees, like, all of, like, the hats, like, the graduation hats. Oh, what are they yeah. called, sweetie? Oh, mort- motorboards. Like, mortar. Mortar boards. Excuse me. Um, you see all the hats that are, like, you know, framed and stuff. Yeah. And she looks at it, and she's like, what's that? And Edward's, Edward's like, we matriculate a lot. <laughs> Stop. Can I just tell you, the only, only person I will not allow any slander for is Alice. Um, Alice is definitely probably the best character. She's, she's the character that has the most redeeming qualities out of all of them. Ugh. I mean, plus, like, Homegirl can pull off a pixie cut like nobody else. Yeah, that's... that's and, like, she's, like, bubbly and happy and, like, positive and, like, and like, and she's just like, she's like everything. I mean, she's so great throughout this whole thing. And I, I love, she's hands down the only character that I was like, oh, I fucks with you. I was like, I'm Team Alice. Well, let's just put it like that. I am absolutely Team Alice. Uh, I don't really remember much about Eclipse. Which well, Eclipse was uh, was Eclipse the one when they got married, or was it leading up to the marriage? Leading up to it, so Eclipse was when um, I think he proposes like eighty different times. He's like, marry me marry me she's like no yeah. no i can't no i mean i've built my entire personality around you and i really don't have anything else going for me right now but no <laughs> um and eventually like oh, she shit. says yes but it's you know like yes but after graduation or or whatever and you know like she wants to be turned into a vampire because she wants to live in live out her eternity with edward or some bullshit like that. And she almost um, dies, right? Is that what happens? Like, she almost dies and he has to, like, turn her or some shit like that? So, that that is in the... That's, that's in Breaking Dawn. So, not a lot really happens in Eclipse. Uh, it's a lot of uh, tension between Edward and Jacob. Jacob cuts its... Uh, loses the really terrible lace front that he was sporting in the first couple of films. <laughs> and they cut his hair. He's, like, officially part of the wolf pack now. Yeah. Um, I think that Eclipse was really setting up for... So, high school is over. Setting up for, you know, the continuation of their relationship. Um, more of Jacob and Edward kind of butting heads and fighting over Bella. Even though Bella's like, no, Jacob, you know I chose Edward. And Jacob's like, but I cut my hair for you. And she's like, I don't care. Um, or, or something like that. I, I, I may be misquoting things. Um, 
and then, and then it was like the big setup for uh, because it, I know the Volturi are involved, like the Hive Vampire Council, yeah. you know, searching for, you know, and it has something to do with like the band of um, vampires that have been going around killing people and doing all of that stuff too. So, I mean, like a lot happens, but really. Not a lot happens yeah, in so, that movie. So we can move on to, by far, one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life, Breaking Dawn Part 1. Oh my god. This, so Breaking Dawn Part 1, that's the wedding. Yes, it is, it is by far one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. <clears throat> I'm, not, I'm pretty sure I'm going to butcher this. Uh, the Quill... The Quill... Quil, 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 the Wolf People close in on expect, um, expecting pay, um, parents, Amber and Bella, whose unborn child possesses a threat to the wolf pack and the townspeople of Forks. Yeah, so, like... This was two hours this, of, of fucking Bella in pain, and it was just awful the entire time. Well, like, so, they get married, um, they have their honeymoon, they have... Yeah, they play chess, uh, <laughs> that happened. Um, they break the bed... Uh, and completely destroy the room, yes. and um, which I mean, hey, that looks like a fun night. Not I feel lie. like it was still boring, though. Uh, it was, you know what? For I feel like for vampire sex, it was very vanilla. Yeah, like I mean, I expect I expect a little bit more. Like I feel like there should be like 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 the walls should be like fucked up and like like the ceiling should have like dents in it. Like you know what I mean? Like it. Like you know what I mean? Like there should be like a dead shark in the in the corner. Like yeah, Bella shouldn't be able to walk after like the fact that she was able to like walk around the room. I'm like he didn't do his job. No. no. Oh, and speaking of which, so Edward is a vampire. Mm -hmm. He is dead. He does not have a heartbeat. How the fuck can he get an erection? Glitter. Glitter. <laughs> it's a glitter erection. It's a glitter erection. <laughs> Glitter and Elmer's glue. <laughs> it's an art project, really. <laughs> His dick is an art project. I wonder if uh, but, I, I wonder if I accept that. <laughs> um, and and, and the, the last two films kind of because it's a part one, part two thing. They kind of like the line between the two films kind of get a little blurred for me. But uh, but she does end up pregnant. And I believe Wolf Boy refers to it as, like, Demon Spawn or something like that. Yeah. But it's very parasitic towards uh, Bella. And, like, ultimately it starts killing her because it's feeding off of her. Yeah, and, like, she's slowly getting smaller and smaller. And it, she's it's very, yeah, she's very gaunt-looking. And, and you know what? In, I think that might be the best makeup job we've seen in all of these films. Like, Absolutely. you know, Skeletal Bella. I was like, okay, I, I can get Skeletal on board with that. That's <laughs> oh, God, Skeletal Bella. I but then, like, the whole, birth, the whole birth scene is very uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's there's there's nothing redeeming about this movie at all. And then, well, I mean, oh my god, the imprinting. 
Because <laughs> actually, I remember this conversation because I was talking to Patsy about this because I was talking to him while this was going on and he mentioned the imprinting. And Valkyrie kept saying, something really disturbing is going to happen and it's going to bug me. And Patsy mm-hmm. told me about it. And I knew it was going to happen. But then still seeing it, I said, oh my God, that is one of the most disgusting things I have ever seen. For Jacob to come out and be like, hey, so yeah, so I realized that my attraction to Bella wasn't actually, I wasn't actually like attracted to Bella. I was attracted to her eggs, like the potential (laughs) unborn fetus, like within her body at that time, because, you know, science fact, women are born with the, you know, amount of eggs that they're going to have for the duration of their life. So like, he's like, I was attracted to, you know, your fertility potential or something. And when I found out you were pregnant, I knew that that was the love of my life. It's like, dude, you're old. That is a baby. She just gave birth to like, she broke her back giving birth to that. And now you're like, Hey, when this child is old enough, I'm going to have sex with this baby. Like, that is so gross. Okay. So gross. And, but, like, the big thing, like, and, and that's not that's not what bothers her. It's the fact that, okay, so she names the baby Renesme, which, you know, is a fucked up name. Whatever. He nicknames her Nessie. Hold on. Hold on. Does, hold on. What are the quotes? You nick my, nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> She's like, you nicknamed my baby after the Loch Ness Monster? I'm going to kill you. Like that, that's what bothered her. Not the fact that he imprinted on her child. So to the point where like, he's going to be able to like mold this child into the image of, you know, what, what he wants this child to be, you know, like, like talk about, you know, like gross, just absolutely gross. Like he's going to be able to pretty much like create his perfect, person by grooming this baby but like she wasn't pissed off about that she was pissed off about the fact that like he nicknamed her Nessie and it's like well excuse me you're the one who named the child Renesme like who the fuck does that Uh, there you're gonna laugh there are a lot of Renesmes out there in the world after this fucking I know someone personally who named their kid Renesme and I was like well and I said to Maria what the fuck is a Renesme? And she explained it to me. I said, oh, wow, that's dumb. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> but hey, it ain't, it ain't my kids. More power to you. Um, um, Steve Jobs or Elon Musk or one of those fucking assholes named their kid an equation that can't be pronounced. Did, mm-hmm. um, whatever. Do, do whatever the fuck you want to do, man. I, don't, I honestly do not care. But, like, it was just the... It was just creepy. And hold on. <clears throat> After the birth of Renesme slash Nessie, the Cullens gather other vampire clans in order to protect the child from false allegations that puts the family in the front of the Volture- Volturi. So, let me just say this. I enjoyed the shit out of this one. Um, I, I, I There, I said it. I, it was fun. Uh, it I was, was saying, the, the big vampire battle that happens... And all of the blood that is shed. That was the horror aspect that I was kind of hoping for in the first one. And you know what was funny about it was? Because I saw this this scene. 
uh, Valkyrie was home one day, and she's watching this, and I, I caught it, like, right when it started, and I'm watching this, I'm like, yo, this is so great, and then, didn't happen, and I just went, fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all I could say was just fuck you to that, like, after all of that, it didn't happen, but I will say this, Alice made the lead vampire tuck his nuts in and walk away. Yes, yes, she did. It, that she was like, so it was basically like, it was um, drunk rainy Marsh. So what do you want to do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, like that was really all you could say to it. Like there was there was nothing they could say or do that was going to change. Like it was like you could try, but um, I'd like to uh, send the court to uh, fuck around v find out. and he didn't want the problems but it was and I do love how they ended up taking his head off at the end I was like that was pretty fucking smooth yes yeah that that was probably one of the better scenes of the entire series yeah and then they they trot out fucking half half naked um, indigenous man half vampire half fucking human to like just out, out to look like a Mayan fucking a Brazilian god and it's just like Y'all could have put some clothes on the motherfucker, but I'm like, oh yeah, he doesn't get cold because, you know, no fucking body temperature. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it was, that movie was something else. That series was something else. Um, it, on it. Will you will you revisit this series at any point? Oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I am absolutely down to have a fucking marathon of these fucking movies and then just drink and laugh because they are, I, I may have to skip the third, I may have to skip the fourth one or maybe I'll cook during the fourth one. Because I don't think I ever want to watch that piece of shit ever again. Up until the end, where she's like, you name my daughter, you nickname my daughter Nezzy. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny is, I like Kristen Stewart. She doesn't bug me as much as she bugs everyone else. Well, I mean, and here's the thing, you know, uh, Kristen Stewart has, really gone on to show her acting chops. And I mean, hell, she was recently uh, nominated for an Academy Award. You didn't know that? Um, I just want to point out that she was nominated for an Academy Award and Leonardo DiCaprio just won one. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and and Robert Pattinson, like, has has done... uh, He's had a similar career to um, but, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. But here's the thing about this is, though. Um, Robert Pattinson was good in those movies. Like, he was supposed to be emo, depressed, and just awful. Like, he was really good in that. He was. It's funny because if you, if you, you know, watching these for the first time, you don't necessarily see it. But if you watch it again... He kind of giggles a lot after oh, yeah. uh, saying some of these just really god awful, terrible lines. Like he just has this smirk on his face, which you know, I mean, he had to know that this was bad. He had to know that this was bad. Oh, absolutely. He said he regrets doing the movies. I'm like, yeah, but you still cast some checks, though, don't you? Oh, oh. I mean, he probably still to this day because they replay these films on cable TV like constantly. You know, he he still gets paid for this. This absolutely, and it cracks me the fuck up every goddamn time. And I will, I will absolutely revisit this. 
Before we go on to the game, I want to talk about the funniest lines, according to BuzzFeed, from that. So the first one was, you better hold on tight, Spider Monkey. Followed by, you're, my, you're like my own personal brand of heroin. This the skin of a killer, Bella. We went over the, the nickname one. Uh, da, 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 da. Bella, where the hell have you been, loca? <laughs> I, I guess the wolf's out of the bag. <laughs> Stop trying to take your clothes off. It might be too late for my soul, but I will protect you. <laughs> oh, God. Um, aren't people from Arizona supposed to be, like, really tanned? Uh, this this one was good. Uh, Edward to Jacob, doesn't he own a shirt? <laughs> I said to Valkyrie, if I looked like that, I would never have on a shirt. He got Ever. really jacked from, like, the first film to the second film. Yeah. Oh. And so the lion fell in love with the lamb. Say it out loud. Say it. Vampire. Uh, Bella about Edward. About three things I was absolutely positive. First, Edward was a vampire. Second, there was a part of him, and I didn't know how dominant that part may be, that thirsted for my blood. And third, I was unconditionally, uh, irrevocably in love with him. (laughs) Uh, Every second that I'm with you is about restraint, and you're too fragile. I'm exactly right for you, Bella. It would be as easy as taking breathing with me. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, Jacob, if you weren't if we weren't natural enemies and you were trying to steal my uh, reason for existing, I might actually like you. They should have just fucked. We didn't talk about yeah. that. They should have. They wanted to fuck so bad. Like I was talking to my homegirl um, shenanigans about this, and like, yo, I really want to redo this story. But it's a love. But it's really a love tale about Edward and Jacob because there's no reason for the two of them. The two of them didn't fuck through this. I'm oh, exactly. Not, yeah, I'm not certain they did. And there's more sexual tension between the two of them than anybody else. Oh yeah. Uh, you're wounding my ego, Bella. I just proposed to you. You think it's a joke? Uh, da da Jasper voting to change Bella into a vampire. I vote yes. It would be nice to not want to kill you all the time. Oh, that's a nice thing to say. Uh, you can't trust vampires. Trust me. Bella, after turning into a vampire, I can see what everyone's been talking about. Jake, you really do stink. That, that was fun. <laughs> that was the best acting she did throughout. So everything she did after, everything she did from in uh, movie four was the best acting she's ever done. Next to what she did in Saturday Night Live. Uh, Edward to a newly turned Bella. We're the same temperature now. Ew! (laughs) Alice, the fetus isn't good for Bella. Uh, So this party, will there be strippers? Yes, it's a bachelor party, motherfucker. Uh, Charlie Swan, Edward will be a good husband. I know this because I'm a cop. I know things. Like how to hunt somebody to the ends of the earth. And I know how to use a gun. I absolutely love that. Too. I love. I loved him too. Thinking of it now, I feel like Charlie was kind of like the unsung hero of this series. Like he, no just, he was just such a good guy. Yeah, and I love how he just kind of ignored. Like he just, he was like, ah, I don't want to know. 
Whatever the fuck is going on here, I don't want to know. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Like, I don't care. <laughs> Jessica, so you think Bella's going to be showing? Angela, Jess, she is not pregnant. Jessica, okay, who else gets married at 18? <laughs> I mean, true. Uh, and number 25, Bella, I hope you've gotten enough sleep these last 18 years, because you won't be getting any more for a while. <laughs> This was, oh god, this was a great list, and I'm absolutely here for it. <sighs> so, on an honest scale of 1 to 10, what would you give the Twilight series? And on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you give it in terms of entertainment factor? Um, so, uh, talking about, you know, actual cinematic value um, as a series, I mean, I'm, I'm going to give it a 4. But entertainment value, I'm giving it a 10. Yo, it's the Batman and Robin of fucking, like, tween movies. Like, it is so... It's kind of like the same reason why I love the high school musical films. So bad, so good. Like That's a rabbit hole I will not go down. I'm not going down the high school. (gasps) And I love Zac Efron. And Zac Efron's my guy, and I'm not watching high school musical. I mean, you uh, you are missing out. If you ever want someone to, if you ever decide to go on that journey and you would like someone to go with you, I will gladly be there. Oh, God. <laughs> you're going to make, you're going to make me set up like a, like an Amazon, like, or a Disney, like, um, a uh, Disney watch thing. Yes. <laughs> I can't I'll- promise that I won't sing along. Oh, um, well, what about you? I mean, for, for a first time watch, because you know, I, I revisited some of this you know, strictly for this podcast, I haven't, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't watched them in a while, but I had seen them, you know, years prior. Uh, this was a first time watch for you. So what, what, what did you think? Like, well, what's your rating? Entertainment value, uh, oh, cinematic value, there, there are two. <laughs> There's some of the worst things I've ever watched in terms of like just everything that just, none of it made sense. No, a lot of it made sense, but in a very weird way. It wasn't consistent, the visuals weren't consistent, the acting was just either really good or just atrocious. There was no in-between with that. Uh, Part 4 was one of the worst things I've ever watched in my life, and I've seen a lot of awful movies. So, I'm giving the series in total a 2. It would have gotten a 4 if it wasn't for uh, movie 4 being like so bad. Entertainment-wise, oh god, it's it's absolutely a ten. There's no way you don't watch this shit. It just can't laugh at how stupid it is the entire fucking time. I mean, it is it is so cringy, but like it, in a good way. We, you know what? We next time we do this, we should we should do Dirty Dancing and Pretty Woman. Okay, because I I'm I, so down. Pretty Woman, Pretty Woman is a ten out of ten on both sides. I love that fucking movie. And Dirty Dancing is just. I feel like Dirty Dancing was the original Twilight. Uh, I can see why you say that, yes. I can see that. Did you know that the Fifty Shades of Grey series... I did know, I did know. This. Actually, yeah, stemmed from, uh, it started out as Twilight fan fiction. <laughs> I need to just Which finish. just says everything you need to know about the Fifty Shades of Grey series. I need to, I need to finish my <laughs> fucking book. <laughs> So can I just can I just tell you I think I don't I don't even think that I think Magic Mike is 
Magic Mike is Adult Twilight. I actually haven't seen it. I I'm not watching that. I no. I look. I'm not. I'm not homophobic. There are dick. There are dicks in my porn. But um, I'm not watching an hour and a half of um, half naked Jason. Uh, Jason Tatum. Uh, Jason. What's his name? Jason is it Tatum? Channing Tatum? Channing Tatum. I'm sorry, Jason Tatum did something. Good. I'm not watching an hour and a half of half naked um, Channing Tatum just to get a few minutes of half naked Olivia Munn. Well, I mean, you know, not only that, I, I just, I, I don't know, I, like, what's the, what's the story? I guess that's my issue. Like, what's the, what's the? I, I need a, I need a little bit more substance. I know he wants to, to my be a films? furniture a furniture designer or some shit. <laughs> it's the weirdest <laughs> fucking thing ever, and I don't even know how to even begin to discuss what the fuck is going on there. But whatever. Uh, before we go, I have a game. I love these games. This has become a staple on my show. I have twenty uh, famous people. Some of them are fictional. Some of them are not. One of them's a god. I'm going to see if you can pick out which one of these people that I consider a god among men and women and everyone else. So I'm going to name a person, and you're going to rate them 1 to 10. Okay. I'm, no, no, no. Based solely on looks? Oh, solely on looks. We are being... Solely on looks. Okay. Oh, Ooh, I love this. Okay. We are being completely superficial. We're being... You know what? We're going to base it... We're going to have two ratings, 1 to 10. One is looks, and two is how they would be in bed. Oh, okay. Are you ready? Yes. Number one, Edward Cullen. Um, so, appearance, I'm going to give him... I'm going to give him a six and a half. A six and a half in appearance. Yes. Um, in bed, I mean... I, He's probably a solid eight. A solid eight? You're I mean, I see, I see the way that bedroom looks. Like, you know, it looks like he's probably a good time. <laughs> All right, number two, we have... Uh, you could probably guess who number two is. Jacob? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm going to give him a, a five across the board. Five across the board. Ooh. He doesn't do it for me, um, and he's also, I bet he's really needy. He does, he does really sound really needy. He, seem, he seems really and really selfish. You know what? I don't think he's selfish. I, well, I think Does he do a doggy style? <laughs> no. I bet you he does it. <laughs> I absolutely bet you he does it. I kind of feel like he goes down. And he just keeps looking up, like, do you like this? And it's not even good, and you're just kind of like, sure. Well, I mean, it's probably like lapping at a bowl of water. Uh, number three, not we're not going on Bella, but we're going to go Kristen Stewart. Or just Kristen Stewart in yeah. general? Yes. Um, I think Kristen Stewart is very average looking, but I feel like in bed it would be fan-fucking-tastic. So, I, I mean, I'm actually going to give her an eight. Oh. Um, in the appearance. I think she's gorgeous. I think she has a very unique look about her. Um, I love how she's presenting now. She kind of has shorter hair. I yeah. love um, kind of like the I love the lesbian chic look that she has about her. Uh, very androgynous. I, I am super attracted to that. So I'm gonna give her an eight. And you know what? I think she would surprise you. I think she's I think she's a seven. 
I think she. I think she'd be an eight in the bed, though. I'm gonna give her that. Oh, if you get a chance, uh, watch her episode of Saturday Night Live on Hulu. It's okay. It's honestly one of my favorite episodes, and it shows how good she can be given the right material because the creative team really hid her faults and then just did nothing but highlight how good she is. And she has one skit with. Oh man, I'm mad. I can't remember her name. She's fantastic. She was in Ghostbusters. Um, uh, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. She has a scene with Kate McKinnon where they're both kind of giggling and like kind of touching each other. I'm like, this is fucking hilarious. It's it's totally worth it. Uh, yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, number four, Nathan Fillion. Oh, um, uh, he's an eight and a ten. John Stamos. Oh, ten. Tens across the board. Ten, ten, tens across the board. Is he like the original like unageable hottie? Um, yeah. Uh, number six, Abby Jacobson. I don't know if I know who that is. Uh, Hold on, let me, let me, let me Google. Abby Jacobson's in my top ten just because I love her so much in Broad City and I love her in, um. Okay, wait, um, okay, so she's a Broad City girl. Um, is she the one with the longer hair? Yes. Um, so I don't really know much about her, but appearance-wise, I mean, I'm going to give her a five. She's very average. Nothing remarkable. Yes. Um, I mean, uh, and, and I, I, so, I mean, I don't really know who she is, so I can't really answer the, just based on appearance, she's probably also a five. If she can cosplay as um, Queen Tiabini from um, Disenchantment, I'm all for it. <laughs> oh, is she the one who does the voice? Yep. Oh, I didn't realize that. I love that. Okay, wait. So that my okay. So uh, I'm still going to give her a five in the appearance department, but um, I'll give her a six. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Uh, Angela Bassett. Oh, tens across the board. Dwayne Johnson. Um. Uh, so he doesn't. He doesn't do it for me. So I'm going to give him a five, but I I think you know what he's a funny guy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give him an eight. I, I think he'd be I think you know I think he'd kind of make you laugh a little bit. I'm going reverse order with that. I'm going a five. I'm going an eight and looks at a five in bed. I kind of feel like he's the type of dude that just like he's he like I think like once upon a time he was really good. I think now he just coasts coasts on like good looks. I mean, that's, that's a fair assessment. Uh, Roman Reigns. Oh, um, so uh, he's, he's definitely a 10 in the appearance department. He is, he's a very just good looking, uh, human being. I, I, I really, um, appreciate when he is on my screen. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, so I've heard, I haven't really watched much wrestling recently, but uh, and I've heard he's gotten a little bit better. But he was kind of really dull on the microphone when it came to like the more personable stuff uh, back in the day. So I think he's probably about like a five. He's probably very vanilla. When it- and we're back. I just had to show Ashes this uh, Roman Reigns promo <laughs> about vanilla. I mean, he's like, but the tribal chief here, 
We don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Uh, I'm giving Roman Reigns tens across the board. Uh, Wolverine. Um, which version? Uh, we'll go comic book version. We won't go Hugh Jackman. Uh, comic book version, um, a six, and I'll, I'll say six, six, six. Six is across the board. Is yeah. Amelia Clark. Um, so I think she's stunning, especially as Daenerys Targaryen. Um, so I'm going to give her an eight. But, um, she's probably a seven. I can see that. Um, this eight and seven sounds about right. Jessica Jones. The comic book or the television series? Uh, which one are you more, I'm, I'm assuming you're more familiar with the, uh, movie version. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, Kristen Ritter version. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, tens across the board. Uh, <laughs> Sophie Turner. Oh, uh, tens across the board. The god himself, Prince. Prince? Yeah. Uh, I mean, how far does the scale go? Can uh, it go beyond? Yes, uh, it goes from one to Prince. Yeah, so, so yes, yes. The, the answer is just yes. Yeah. Yes, please. Yes, yeah. please. He's so just... yes, please across the board. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, is there really anybody else? I should have said like yeah, but it's, it's it's like 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 I mean it's it's Prince, it's Prince. It's like if you had said David Bowie, oh, but yeah. like Prince even more so because I mean Prince, you listen to a Prince song and it just like oozes yeah. like sex and just ah, uh, like it's just yeah yeah it's fucking Prince. Yeah, it, it really is. It's fucking Prince. Uh, Lena Headey. Oh, ten. 10, 10, 10. I love her. I wish she was younger. I really thought she, I really think she could have been the best Emma Frost ever. Really? I think she could have killed the shit out of like that very arrogant but vulnerable queen of like the Hellfire Club. Mm, um, yeah. In like this like dominatrix, like white dominatrix outfit. Um, but like her, like she has the ability to turn her skin into like diamonds, uh, regal. Oh, like she would have, she would have killed that fucking role. Um, I mean, and, and most people know her as Cersei Lannister from um, Game of Thrones, but yeah. she's done some, I mean, I think she, most recently she was in um, last year's uh, Netflix film Gunpowder Milkshake. Oh my God, that was one of the best movies of last year. Right? It was so good. I mean, and, and like she played, um, and I'm drawing a blank, like Karen Gillan, I want to say. Uh, she played her so. mother, like her estranged mother. Um, Karen Gillan was the, was the lead uh, in that film. Yep. But like even the, not necessarily bit part, because she had um, a lot to do with the end, and Angela Bassett was in that too. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, just, just a badassery all around. But I mean, it, it shows that like she's, she's still got it, and she, there's no sign of her slowing down at all post her uh, Game of Thrones Oh, absolutely not! Like she is just, I, and I, I think she's like I think she's actually um, one of the more um, brilliant actresses that I've seen. And I, I, it's for me, it's disappointing that I didn't realize how long she had been doing what she's been doing. But yeah, 
Uh, Sandra O. Oh. Um, so a 10 yeah. and an 8. A solid 8. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel like I know what you're going to say to this one. Michael Chiklis. Um, so I'm going to give him a, I'm going to give him a 7. I'm going to give him a 7 in the appearance department, but you know what? I, 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 Probably like an eight and a half. See, I thought you, I thought you would rate him higher um, in terms of attractiveness. Oh, because of who I'm married to. <laughs> yeah, actually. Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily have a type. Uh, oh my god! But <laughs> I got a funny story for you when we're when we're done with this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, about me having a type and uh, something Valkyrie said. Uh, lastly, Sam and Dean Winchester. The characters. Yes. Um, you know, that's actually one series that I haven't watched. <gasps> I know, I know you're clutching your pearls. Like I, I, you would think that I would be all over that. Um, it's, it's on my list of things that I need to, I need to get to at some point. However, uh, the two very handsome actors who play those characters are indeed very handsome people. So I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give them a combined, like they're, they're, they're each a nine. They're each a nine. And, um, are we talking about both at the same time? Sure. Well, then that's going to be a 10. <laughs> I specifically set it up for that too. I was just like, let's see how she, how she approaches this. I mean, Oh man. This has been the Old Man Way, so I want to thank Ashes Von Nightmare for doing this. Uh, the next time she comes on, we'll be talking apparently Pretty Woman and Dirty Dancing, which means I have to rewatch both of them. I own both of them, too, thinking of it now. So. Uh, I mean, that's a fantastic double feature. It really is. Like, I, I don't know which one I want to watch. I'll probably, I'll probably say Pretty Woman for last. Pretty Woman for last. Mm. Um, I will say this, though. Uh, I'll save it for the next show. Uh, Ashes, tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, so you can find me every Thursday on Throwdown Thursday, uh, available where all fine podcasts are found. All right, you can find the old. You can find me on OldManWade.com on Twitter, Instagram, and on TikTok, where I do. Uh, I try to do. I try to do every five, five days a week. I try to do comic book random randomness on there. Sometimes I discuss what may have happened to this character in the comic books. I will rate. I'm gonna start rating Moon Knight. Um, episode by episode because it has been a good show. Uh, you can also find me on the Old Man Wade Show on Facebook. You can also find me on oldmanwade.com. And I think that's about it for now. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> uh, as always, be excellent to each other. Peace. Damn it, Wade.